Welcome to LJN Radio. I'm your host, Courtney Omernick, and you're listening to Technically Speaking, where we explore the latest social media applications for the modern-day workplace and take a closer look into the rising field of creative technology. With us today, we have Wayne Breitbart, a LinkedIn trainer and author of The Power Formula for LinkedIn Success, and he's going to be talking about how businesses can utilize LinkedIn for optimal success. So welcome, Wayne, and thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me on, Courtney. I am looking forward to this. Great. Let's get started. So first off, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your work history? Sure. So I'm a 55-year-old business guy who um, has owned several businesses and has been involved in um, running and operating businesses for the last 30-some years. Uh, I'm educated as an accountant. I'm a CPA and worked for a public accounting firm right out of college, Arthur Anderson. And after that, I worked 18 years in the automotive business as executive vice president for two of the largest automotive groups here in Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. And then for the last 12 years, I've owned an office furniture dealership, and now I have founded a social media consulting company. So I've got lots of experience and uh, enjoyed every bit of those steps along the way brought different things to my career. And uh, this LinkedIn thing has really been an exciting step just recently. Great. So you also did a show with us on um, using LinkedIn for the job seekers perspective. So for those who didn't get a chance to listen to that program, could you talk a little bit how you got into this specific field? Sure. So I got in this field by mistake, you know, at a time when we weren't selling a lot of office furniture and searching for ways to do something different than we've always done. And I was a big time naysayer, skeptic, don't want to do social Mm -hmm. media guy. And I think the good Lord, I had a friend that was very persistent about hassling me about not being on LinkedIn. And I finally buckled and tried it. And that's how I got started. And one thing leads to another. I read a couple of books. Then I started speaking. I've always liked to speak. And um, I found the void. I found a, a void, at least here in the Milwaukee area, where People were on LinkedIn, but nobody was doing Mm -hmm. very much strategically or purposefully. And so that my journey for the next year was to talk to people and speak in front of people with Mm -hmm. the things I knew how to do and then talk to them about how what was starting to work. So and then my wife and I wrote a book and the book's done really well. Power Formula for LinkedIn Mm -hmm. Success. Second edition just came out and the book has really helped launch this part of my career. And um, I'm just having a ball in the new in a space that's new. Mm Being an older guy that's sort of getting um, sort of a renaissance, you know, with, with my, my bringing my experience knowledge into a new technology like LinkedIn. So you mentioned that you were a bit resistant to LinkedIn at first. So why was that and why don't you think businesses should be? I mean, as a, I was 50 at the time. Mm-hmm. And so in general, us 50-year-olds are resistance to a lot of change. I, you know, I remember when somebody said, you're going to use Outlook now. I don't want to use Outlook. I'll just use my black little book over here. It'll work just fine. You know? <laughs> and so in, that's the starting point. The second thing is with these new technologies, some of us didn't grow up on this stuff and it's weird and it's different and we're afraid to make mistakes and there's not enough manuals sitting around on how to do stuff. And so I think that especially the baby boomers, there's a real problem here. <laughs> the problem is, is these are the tools that people are moving toward and they don't feel comfortable or easy to use and and we just don't like change and hope that we don't have to change. So my, my advice really for the business mm-hmm. folks here who are thinking about LinkedIn and, are, and might be dinking around, and there's a lot of people dinking around, is that if you're going to be in business for 
a while yet. These are the tools that you got to use. And LinkedIn's not the only one. You know, the other social media sites do different things. And even just the whole online marketing world, right? We've got to get a hold of this thing because we know the trend is going not backwards. I mean, think about it. Is the telephone going to make a comeback as a communication device where we talk back and forth? (laughs) I don't think it will, right? Mm -hmm. And so at some point, in my case, it just came out of necessity. Mm To, to do LinkedIn. And I think that's what's going to sooner or later happen to most business folks. So why do you think LinkedIn is an important tool for businesses? It boils down to this. It's the largest database of business professionals in the world that we've ever had that's completely searchable for us, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what makes it powerful. It makes us powerful because we can search at least right now at 237.5 million people all over the globe and find out what they do, what they sell, what kind of jobs they're looking for, and all that, and reach out to people. What mm-hmm. a powerful tool to, to have this database. And that's really why it's so important. How do you use your profile for the benefit of your business? Like, should companies be setting up a company page on LinkedIn, or what do you think? So a best practice mm-hmm. is that each individual at the company that is interfacing with the public in any way, should have their own profile. Mm -hmm. And that's where it starts. It starts with individual profiles. And those individual profiles should include the business's most important keywords, as well as the person's individual keywords. And it should also include the correct branding and marketing statements for the business Mm -hmm. they work for. That may sound, oh, well, of course, Wayne, why wouldn't I do that? You would be surprised how many people at organizations have different descriptions of the company they work for. And they're silly. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. silly that, that, that it's not consistent. And that's because, you know, somebody at the top didn't say, listen, we're all going to be on LinkedIn. It's a good idea for us to have a profile. People are looking for it. Our customers are looking for us there, blah, blah, blah. And this is the statement we're going to talk about. We're gonna, well, I'll put this in our profile in the summary mm-hmm. in, the, in the job section so that people know exactly what we do. Mm-hmm. And it's clear. And nobody's trying to do things against the company. It's just nobody's helped them like that. Mm-hmm. So now when it comes to the company page, which is another powerful marketing mm-hmm. tool, companies should have a company page. And it, why? Because it's free. Mm-hmm. And number two, because it shows up very high in a Google search. And number three, because it's a place where people will start their search to learn about your company. Yes, so go to your website. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Your company page is not going to replace your website. Your website's always going to be more important. And many of these tools on social media, we want people on our, to go from these tools to our website, right? So it's not like I'm trying to avoid the website. I just know there's a company search function on LinkedIn where people can search. They'll get to your company page, and they'll even get to click through and see all your people. And on your company page, you can send out status updates, you can have products and services, and you can be recommended, and you can have videos. And and once again, it's all about keywords over there too, (laughs) you know. So they're they're separate, but a person has to set up the company page. Mm -hmm. So there has to be an individual first who decides to set up a company page. Both are important, uh, but it does start with individual profiles. So how does a business best market their product and services through LinkedIn? Uh, The best way is for the people who are in the sales slash marketing area Mm -hmm. to have really, really, really good profiles that include great stories and keywords. The keywords are what it's all about on every one of these sites. And the stories I'm referring to is stories about how your products work, how Mm -hmm. your services are done, why you're better than someone else, what's your unique business proposition, and then include other stories from other people. And those are called recommendations and endorsements. So 
that's the starting the starting point is if you you want to market your products and services, make sure that your people who are out there in the world interfacing and connecting have great profiles that explain exactly what what goes on at the company, mm-hmm. who your right customer is, those kinds of things. So along with marketing products and services, I've noticed that companies can post updates that appear on their homepage on LinkedIn. So what sort of items do you think should be posted here? So this is a, a unique opportunity to send updates to followers. Mm-hmm. Followers are different than connections. Followers are people that are interested in your company. Could even include your competitors because mm-hmm. you don't approve your followers. People just hit the follow button and that means I want to receive information from you. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I agreed to follow your company means I want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. So the kinds of things that you should post are new products and services, awards you've won, research that you're doing, articles that people can download and read, white papers, ebooks. It should include job postings. You should include mm-hmm. job postings because, my goodness, if somebody's <laughs> following you, there's, they're interested in you and some of those people are job seekers. It's that kind of flow of information. And I think that when it comes to status updates on your company page versus your individual profile, I think you're able to do a lot more marketing and it's acceptable from your company page. Mm-hmm. Where if you do all you do on your personal profile is I'm selling this, I got a big sale, and next week this sale, and another sale, and we got this product, and we get people go, Oh my gosh, the guy's just using his profile to advertise. Mm-hmm. Where I think on the company page they go, Listen, it's coming from a company. What do I expect to hear? Mm-hmm. Right? With that, um, how many times a week should companies put updates on their LinkedIn homepage? I know like for Facebook and Twitter, sometimes people say oh, only post once a day or twice a day. There's some – sometimes there's different rules. So how many times a week do you – is there a rule for LinkedIn, I guess? Well, there's no rule, mm-hmm. but there – I mean, we were all sort of learning what is too much, mm-hmm. right? And I think Facebook and Twitter, you know, you know people tweet. 20 a day or mm-hmm. whatever. That's too much. <laughs> on LinkedIn, especially on your company page, mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say once a day is fine. Mm-hmm. Once a day is just fine. And I, and the nice thing about it is, yes, when I post today, it'll go out to you for my, my followers, but you may not see it today mm-hmm. because we don't read everything in our feed every day, do mm-hmm. we, right? It's a different thing. It doesn't sit in your email box waiting for me to click it. It just goes, you missed that one. Mm-hmm. I wasn't on LinkedIn today. But it does stay on the homepage of your company page. So if somebody lands there, they can see your last six or seven or eight posts. So it has some benefit even after the day when somebody didn't see it. So I think once a day is really good. I I think if you post on the weekend, it's not going to get a lot of traction Mm -hmm. because people do LinkedIn during the week, you know. Mm -hmm. So I think – and I have heard other people do some research that the time slot from like 11 to 3 – during the day, Monday through Friday is the best time to get the most eyes to see your, your update. And I, I tend to believe that. Mm-hmm. And that depends sort of on your time zone, where mm-hmm. your customers are. So it's always about where your customers are. So would you say that this varies by industry or is this just a good general rule for all different industries when they yeah, have a company I, page? I, I, yeah, I think the, about the, relating to the frequency of status mm-hmm. updates and the kinds, yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's fine for all industries. Do you think there's certain industries that benefit from utilizing LinkedIn over others? It boils down to this, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Google+, you name it, where are your customers? Mm-hmm. Okay, so if, if your customers, if that's your goal to sell more, are not on LinkedIn, then it's not a good place to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if your customers are on Google+, why be on Google+. Now, if you have the time to be on all kinds of platforms, <laughs> if you're a social media expert, you know what that is. <laughs> that's a problem, right? You really have to figure out where the, your audience is. 
And so the answer is, if you find your audience on LinkedIn, it's a great place to be. Mm-hmm. If you don't, see where they're at. If they're nowhere in the social media world, mm-hmm. then I'd probably still be on LinkedIn because the default always is it's the best business site that exists, mm-hmm. right? And sooner or later, your industry and your customers and are going to be on there. A million new people join LinkedIn every week. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, some industries, financial services are doing great with mm-hmm. it already. And so there are some that are have matured more. Mm-hmm. And we know that pe- their customers are hanging out there and are available. So from that standpoint, there could be some better industries. But I think just in general, people have to step back and go, who am I trying to get to and talk to and share my information mm-hmm. with and be there? Switching gears a little, do you recommend the use of any analytics to help track your success on LinkedIn? I do. Mm-hmm. And your LinkedIn company page has a special tab that only shows up to the uh, administrators with lots of great analytics, Mm -hmm. not only about your followers, but about your updates and how popular they are, who's sharing them. Mm -hmm. And it'll break down your followers by industry, title. So boy, there are, it's really cool how LinkedIn, it's a business site. So they, they think about it as if I'm a business person, what would I want to see? And they've got a full page of analytics and metrics. And, you know, is it simple to say the more followers, the better? Yeah, that's a metric. It's a simple one. But I'd rather break down my followers and go, look, at they're mostly at the executive level and they're mostly in this industry. Does that make sense? If I want to move a different direction, maybe I need to emphasize my reach out to get followers in those other sections. So you can watch those analytics and they're all free. They're all okay. free. So I've noticed that not only do companies have the option of creating their own LinkedIn page, but they can select to upgrade their account with something called LinkedIn Premium. So what is LinkedIn Premium and how much does it cost? So currently, companies don't upgrade. Individuals upgrade. Mm -hmm. At the moment, uh, there is no upgrade for a company page. I think there's going to be something coming. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if there's going to be some kind of ways that companies can now the the only upgrade for your company page is a careers tab where you can have really cool information about job postings and what your videos about working at your company and stuff but all the products and services and all of the other things and the status updates are are not upgradable now when it comes to individuals on Mm -hmm. the other hand there's lots of upgrade options there are some that are specific for job seekers and salespeople and in general and the upgrade will be applicable to you when it when you start to run into the the free wall of LinkedIn. So mm-hmm. what the deal is, you'll know when it's time to upgrade because you'll ask for something like this, for example, who's viewed your profile? That's a really good business development tool. And if you ever click that on on your homepage, it'll show you the last five people mm-hmm. that looked at your profile. If you upgrade, one of the things you get is the ability to see the full list. So that's what mm-hmm. happens, Courtney, is that... LinkedIn says, you like this feature, I'll give you more of that Mm -hmm. stuff if you want to pay. And so people will know when it's time because they'll run into those walls and go, well, maybe it's time for me. And the the cheapest upgrade is $15 kind of dollars a month if you pay a year ahead of time. So it's not really a lot of money. And you get a lot of the newer features. Mm -hmm. And I'm still on the free account, partly because I teach a lot of beginner classes Mm -hmm. and I want to be able to tell people that's the case, right? But for like people who are really get this now, they'll usually upgrade to something. 
So let's say your company has built their page and they're now starting to use LinkedIn and have an admin on their page that comments in the groups and other company pages, as we've kind of talked about or touched on a little bit before. So what should the admin keep in mind if they're acting as a representative of their company? Yeah, it's it's that, right? <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, the admins on your company and the people that are, have the ability to post test updates, they should be vetted well. But I, but I do recommend that companies expand that list past just somebody in the marketing department. Mm -hmm. Why not have somebody from HR posting job openings? Why not have somebody from the research department talking about what's going on and what you're finding? Why not try to get one of the top executives, even the president, to be on? I mean, mm -hmm. people love hearing from that, from the top person, right? So I would recommend having a handful of people sharing information from different disciplines and different departments. And, you know, as long as it's a person that writes well and speaks well and, and has the company's interests and overall objectives at line, I think you'll be in great shape. Well, thanks, Wayne, for sharing your insight with us in regards to building your LinkedIn profile for your business. Would you like to take these last few moments of the program to give our listeners a sneak peek inside your book, The Power Formula for LinkedIn Success, Kickstart Your Business, Brand, and Job Search? I would love to. Thank you so much for letting me do that. So my book's called The Power Formula for LinkedIn Success. It's been out, like I mentioned earlier, almost three years now. And it's a step-by-step -step for those people who have either not on LinkedIn, beginners, or sort of in that intermediate range about how to get started strategically and purposefully on LinkedIn. It's got lots of screenshots. The chapters are short. You can read the book in two, two and a half hours. And I designed it there that way because I figured I was, I was thinking of the business folks who fly. Mm -hmm. And out of Milwaukee, everything seems to be mm -hmm. two, two and a half hours. I said, by the time you land in your destination, you'll know what's going on, on LinkedIn. So that's a great research for people. But the other thing is they should check out my website, which is powerformula.net. And there, there you can sign up to get my weekly LinkedIn strategies and tips, which also includes my speaking schedule. But then be sure to also go to the resources tab where you can slide down to the free option and you'll get a, a, a list of free PDF documents, worksheets, checklist that I think you'll find really, really useful and sort of like a fill in the blank kind of concept, checklist kind of concept. Mm -hmm. And these are all available free. And they're just to, between that and the book, you'll be in great shape to sort of start doing LinkedIn for, with a purpose and a strategy. So is there anything else you would like to add? Do you have any upcoming speaking engagements or other projects or additional books that you're working on? So speaking, the easiest way to find me is to check out my website and sign up for my weekly tips where you'll see my schedule. I am working on some, my wife and I are working on some new books relating to a deeper dive, especially for certain industries. And um, I'll probably have one for job seekers and a couple of industries that I'm really familiar with so that we can take LinkedIn to the next level. I teach advanced classes now to sales teams all over the country. And people have been asking for me to put that in writing. So that's how my mm -hmm. first book came about. It was really my beginner class. So that's what we're working on right mm -hmm. now. So stay tuned to that. And uh, I'm excited to sort of go this next level because it's because people are getting to the next level, right? Mm -hmm. People are getting past the basics and they mm -hmm. want these answers. So that's what we've got coming. I look forward to uh, sharing that with the audience soon. All right, that wraps up this episode of Technically Speaking. Many thanks to Wayne Breitbart, LinkedIn trainer and author of The Power Formula for LinkedIn Success. I would like to take this final moment to encourage our listeners to continue listening to localjobnetwork.com radio. If you have any comments, suggestions, or questions, please email us at lgnradio at localjobnetwork.com. 
Once again, this has been Courtney Omernick for LocalJobNetwork.com Radio, and thank you for tuning in to today's program.